One o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon means it's time for Post to Post. Alan Wishart in the host chair. Reg will be joining me a little bit later. But we are going to start with an interview I actually did on the After Nine show yesterday morning. John Newman is the competition lead for the BC Biathlon Championships coming up out at Otway this weekend. And I asked John, was all this snow we got something you really needed out at Otway? Oh, yeah. This year we were, I would say we were in excellent shape already. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, this huge dump will mean some extra work for our groomers to get things uh, back to a state yeah. where where we can uh, charge ahead, yeah. On the other hand, you don't have to worry about the snowmaking equipment anymore. No, that's right. Yeah, no, we've got, I think we've got six snow guns. Maybe it's eight, I'm not sure. Uh, they were busy back in December when the temperatures were good and there wasn't much snow around, but now they're sitting idle. Yeah, and everybody who would normally be on a snow gun is on a groomer. Pardon me? Everybody who would oh, yeah, be on that's a right. snow, yeah. be on a groomer, yeah. You bet. Yeah, exactly. So now, the BC Biathlon Championships, I understand they've actually got a kind of an official name, right? What is that name? So, um, this year there's a title sponsor. So, mm -hmm. we're referring to uh, the series of provincial events as the Odlum Brown um, Biathlon Series. And uh, this is this is the third of three that are mm -hmm. happening in the province, and so we're calling it the Audelin Brown BC Championships. Okay. So now, when when is it taking place? When? When? Yeah. Yeah, it's happening this weekend. Yeah, uh, athletes will be arriving from all over the province as well as from Alberta. Ah. Um, yeah, uh, they'll be arriving on Friday. Some will probably arrive Thursday. Mm -hmm. uh, unofficial training on Friday, and then uh, an event on Saturday morning, and another one on Sunday. And there'll be a, a fun event happening on Saturday afternoon for the young kids and the rec recreation skiers. Okay, so it's not just it's not just for the people who are saying, "Okay, I'm going to go for the Olympics in 2026," so I want to get training. Yeah, that's right. No, well, what we try to do is we've got what we call um, sanctioned categories that mm -hmm. biathlon BC sanctions, and there that's the official part of the weekend. Uh, but we also like to provide another opportunity for kids that are under 13 to um, to have a, an event, as well as recreation skiers who, uh, you know, may not want to do as vigorous a circuit as as the uh, sanctioned athletes mm -hmm. are doing. Now, for the Odlum Brown. BC Championships, how do the skiers qualify for that? So that is, it's an open, uh, it's, it's an open event. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, anybody that's coming into the event would come with a coach. And that coach has, uh, basically told us that this year is, is able to, uh, meet the requirements to, to r run in that category. So any biathlete that has done an appropriate amount of training and can handle the, the rigor of the event, uh, is invited to come. Okay. Now I'm thinking, I think, I'm thinking, a lot of these, though, you were saying this is number three of three, so a lot of these skiers are probably people who have skied in the first two already? That's right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we would expect. Uh, typically what happens uh, is that there are three or four provincial events during the year, and it's you know more or less the same core uh, group of uh, biathletes that try to get to all of those different events. You know, they train all year, they train all winter, so these events are really important opportunities for them to uh, to see how they're doing and, and to ski uh, with other skiers throughout the province and, you know, eventually hopefully go to nationals and, and be able to compete at the national level. So now, are the BC Championships, are they a feeder event for the nationals, or is the BC Championship at this point then basically 
the end of the road, if you will, for this particular uh, track. Yeah, um, like what's happening is the Canada Winter Games are happening right in, uh, yeah. right now, actually, as we speak. Way in over the yeah, way over the yeah. Canada. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how much snow they have. I, I, apparently, it's going ahead and going really well. Oh, so they good. must have they must have enough. Yeah. Um, so uh, this this doesn't really um, this does, I wouldn't say this exactly feeds into it directly, but mo- you know, the older athletes, uh, I should say the. Um, the 16, 17, 18 year olds, they are looking forward to qualifying to go to the Canada Winter Games. And, and, uh, actually that is an open, open event as well. And so if they're doing well at the provincial level, they've got a good, uh, you know, a good opportunity to go on to the Canada Winter Games. Now every year there's also something we call nationals. And, uh, that's also, that's an open event, uh, that any of our biathlon BC, um, uh, skiers uh, that you know are sort of meeting the bar are able to go on to nationals and and compete there. So, now, how many skiers are you expecting this weekend for the for the BC we, Championships? I'm not thinking about the rec because that one's sort of open. I guess anybody can show up. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah we are expecting 93 athletes. Wow. Uh, I believe about half a dozen of those are from Alberta, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And, and normally we don't get that many from Alberta, but this year they've had a real problem with snow. Uh, they've, I think three of their five provincial events have been canceled oh. due to lack of snow. So, uh, we sent out a message saying, hey, we've got lots of snow. Yeah. And so we've got a hand, handful of people joining us this weekend. And you probably sent out that message before what hit on the weekend, right? Well, actually, there the, the, just this last weekend, their event was canceled. So um, we we um, we lengthened our registration period so that we could give uh, some Albertans a chance mm-hmm. to uh, consider coming here and register for our event. Now, of the ninety-three athletes, how many approximately are from Prince George in this region? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I could probably look that up for you, but we would probably have about, um, I'm kind of a bit of a long shot here, but probably 12 to okay. 16 would be wow. from Prince George. And then we would be attracting uh, people from Vanderhoof, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Burns Lake, Cornell. You know, there's going to be another 10 or 15-ish from those, you know, combined from those places. So now, yeah. if the event wasn't being held in Prince George, out at Otway, about how many from Prince George would normally go to the BC uh, Championship? Mm. Yeah, uh, probably quite similar. Oh, okay, so uh, it's not a yeah, question would, of local. At least a dozen would head off okay. to uh, an event like this if they were, if it was down in Vancouver mm-hmm. or you know Whistler, I should say, or some other location in in, in BC. Yeah, we would probably have about that many going there. Okay, now. Mm-hmm. Do you still need volunteers? I know that's usually a stupid question because, yes, we always need volunteers, but do you need (laughs) volunteers? Yeah, we always – biathlon is volunteer intense. Okay. You know, we've got 93 athletes coming, but we will need – right now we've got 100 volunteers, and we're running – that's pretty skinny for us. 120, 130 would be perfect. Okay. So uh, we'll we'll get by with 100, but we Mm -hmm. we would certainly uh, uh, invite anybody that wants to come volunteer and watch the action. We we would definitely have a place for them if they wanted to volunteer. We have a volunteer sign up on the uh, Caledonia Nordic Ski Club website where they would just need to go there and put their name in and a little bit of information and we'd find a spot for them. And now just for people who might be thinking about it, what are the basic times 
each day just so they can sort oh. of figure, am I going to be needed in the morning? Am I going to be needed in the afternoon? What's happening? Right, yeah. So our, our, um, our two big events on Saturday and Sunday, they both happen in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we would be looking for volunteers that would be able to commit their morning and their early part of the afternoon uh, for those two events. Our rec event goes into later on Saturday afternoon, so that's that's a bit longer. We don't need as many volunteers for that, yeah. but that'll go till about three thirty, I think. Wow. But yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a fairly big commitment because it's mm-hmm. uh, it's not warm out there, mm-hmm. and um, but there's lots of action, and so it's it's kind of it's an exciting place to be uh, and to volunteer. It's quite fun. Now, <laughs> excuse me. A lot of the skiers who are coming this weekend are they people who have skied at Otway before? Do you know? Like, do you recognize oh. some of the names? Oh, definitely. Well, many of them will have been here before. Okay. Uh, Prince George is, is typically on the provincial circuit. We, you know, we've got, usually have good snow conditions. Mm-hmm. We've got a great facility. Uh, our range was um, built for the Canada Winter Games back in 2015. So it's a, it's a popular destination for biathlon, mm-hmm. and I would expect that at least half, probably two-thirds have been here before. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, so they won't be now. Are the courses that you guys are going to be running? Are they basically the ones that you usually run for major events, or are you switching things up a little bit? Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, it depends on which kind of biathlon race you're running. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're running uh, on Saturday. We're running a sprint, and on Sunday, we're running a pursuit. So in a sprint, the athletes have their own individual start times. Right. They, it's a fairly fast race. They go, they they ski, they go into the range, they shoot prone, laying down. Mm-hmm. They go for another loop. They come back and they ski stand, uh, shoot standing up, and then they go for another loop to the finish line. So it all goes pretty quick. The course is relatively short compared to the other competitions. Right. But what's interesting is that however they place on Saturday determines their start um, position on Sunday in the pursuit. Ah, okay. uh, so the person who gets first on Saturday uh, would be first in line on Sunday, and the person who gets second on Saturday is then second, uh, starts five seconds behind the first place skier. Oh, so it doesn't and matter. third place starts 10 seconds behind the first place. So they're pursuing the leader. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's called a pursuit, and it's a. Um, it's a, it's, the pursuit is twice as long. They shoot f- four times instead of just twice. And um, the, the skiers that are a little bit farther back have a fair bit of time to catch up. Yeah. And if they shoot well, there's you know there's a good chance they'd have a chance at the at the first place position. So it doesn't matter if the person on Saturday won in the sprint by like thirty five forty seconds. They still only start five seconds ahead. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it interesting right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's quite fun watching athletes leave one after another five seconds Boom. behind and yeah. um, chasing after that lead position. It's, um, it's, it's a neat event. And now, will they be skiing the same? I'm guessing then they're not skiing the same course, obviously, on Sunday as they ski on Saturday if it's a longer course. That's right. Um, so they'll they'll ski different loops. Um, mm-hmm. If anybody that's been to Otway know that we've got a lot of great ski mm-hmm. loops, and um, they're different lengths. They might be uh, you know one kilometer loops or two kilometer or three, uh, just depending on the age of the athlete. Okay. The, yeah, once you hit the men's or the sorry the um, yeah the men or the women categories, they're skiing the longest distances. 
and uh, their loops are longer, whereas the young kids are skiing significantly shorter loops than the older ones. Okay, so what is the age range here then? So this isn't like a like an under-18 event. This is an older no, event. No. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, our, long, our youngest category in the sanctioned event would be our um, junior boys and girls, and they're mm-hmm. 13 and 14. Right. And then it goes all up, all the way up to a master's 50-plus category. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there's, um, there's the whole range. There'll be lots of adults. Actually, that master's category, 50-plus, seems to grow every year. I think we've got... <laughs> Uh, 14 or 15 uh, masters 50 plus that are competing in the men's category this year yeah so it's um it's 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 become a sport for all ages over the last few years yeah so now how much i'm listening to the weather forecast that we had at nine o'clock it sounds like this coming weekend if the forecast holds there's gonna be quite a temperature variation from one day to the next is that gonna cause people some tearing out of hair as they try to figure out what waxes to use? <laughs> oh, well, exactly, yeah. Every, just about every team that will come here will come with a wax tech. Yeah. And uh, that wax tech is, is ideally is, you know, experienced and knows what kind of waxes to use under all kinds of different conditions. New yeah. snow, old snow, cold temperatures, you know, warm, wet, mm-hmm. whatever it is, uh, those wax techs will have to... Uh, you know they'll be out there with the thermometers testing the snow can the yeah. snow temperature. They'll be on their skis, seeing what works for glide, and they'll get their athletes set up as best as possible. Okay, so <clears throat> the, the techs, as much as anything, then are going to be the people who will be out on the Friday for the sort of practice because they're going to want to check the snow themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'll see them out there uh, with multiple sets of skis with different <laughs> wax, and they'll be testing them on the hills, and it's. Yeah, it's quite a science unto itself. It's a bit of a mystery to me how they do it, but uh, they seem to know what they're doing. Okay, so John, if people want any information, whether they want to come out as a spectator or they want to volunteer, what is the website? Yeah, so the website, sorry, I don't have it memorized. I'm pretty sure it's caledoniannordic.com. Okay. Uh, but if, if, if you Googled uh, Caledonia Nordic Ski Club, there you would, uh, right. you, you know, that'll, the first hit will be Nordic. Uh, CaledoniaNordic.com, and then there's an, uh, there's a tab for events, and you would go to the biathlon events, and there would be an opportunity to see the schedule as well as uh, opportunities to volunteer. Great. Um, you know, Ellen, I'd really be amiss if I didn't uh, thank our sponsors because mm. it's our, yeah, our sponsors are yeah. what you know the athletes pay a fee, but um, and it's and it's significant, but uh, we really rely on our sponsors in order to to break even on these events. Yep. And if, is it okay if I just yeah. uh, give a shout out to some, one, yeah. our sponsors? Yeah. So our, our title sponsor is Audlin Brown, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also get significant funding through uh, Via Sport, which is part of the government of British Columbia. Mm-hmm. But locally, a lot of the businesses give us um, give us either prizes or outright donations, and they include Spark Geo. Uh, PNL Consulting, Stride and Glide Sports, Nordic Forest, P. Bodrian Associates, CP Communications, Shopper, Shoppers uh, Foods Wholesale, mm-hmm. Tim Hortons, oh. Farmhouse Catering, Overhang Climbing, Mr. Mike's, Brown Social House, yeah. yeah, GeoClip is another one, and finally uh, Tourism PG. All of those people have, or those businesses have contributed either with gifts for prizes or outright cash donations or or food for the athletes. Okay. 
John Newman, the competition lead for the BC Biathlon Championships, taking place out at Otway this weekend. And another quick note on biathlon, or at least a biathlete, Liam Simons, taking part in the Canada Winter Games out in PEI this week, as the first of the two weeks, won bronze in the men 12.5K biathlon pursuit earlier this week. Uh, also a quick note, the BC hockey team, is 2-1 and one at the games. Uh, goalie rider Green from Prince George got a win in a 12-2 win over Nova Scotia. Chase Harrington also got a goal in that game. They beat Alberta 4-2 in another game. Cameron Schmidt, a goal and an assist, so all three of the Prince George products doing fairly well already for Team BC at the Canada Winter Games. They go this week, and then, of course, a whole bunch of other sports in next week. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Harrington, doesn't he normally play for the Spruce Kings or no? I don't know if that's the same fellow or not. Maybe a brother. It might be, yeah. 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 But, uh, no. So, I think we will go to our first break. Sure. Come back with some more on Post to Post. Hi, I'm Matt Kaplan, Planetary Radio's host and producer. Bill Nye and the rest of us at the Planetary Society are thrilled to be on CFIS. We hope you'll join us as we travel the solar system and beyond. You'll hear the explorers, scientists, and creative minds that are taking humanity beyond our lovely homeworld as they look for life and intelligence elsewhere in the cosmos. Tune in for Planetary Radio at its new time, Wednesday nights at 9, here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Your Prince George Symphony Orchestra's main stage season has plenty to offer for everyone. Check out local singer-songwriters Amy Blanding, Rochelle Van Zanten, and Kim Gucci in concert with the orchestra on April 15th and guest Henry Shepard on cello on May 27th. Tickets and full details are available at pgso.com and from the symphony's office at Studio 2080. Your Prince George Symphony Orchestra's main stage season through May 27th at Vanier Hall. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly sunny, wind from the north at 20K, a high of minus 16, a wind chill to minus 25 with a risk of frostbite. Tonight, clear, north winds continuing, a low of minus 27, a wind chill to minus 41 with frostbite in minutes. On Thursday, sunny, more north winds, a high of minus 15, an afternoon wind chill to minus 24 with a risk of frostbite. And we are back, Al and Reg on Post to Post. And um, get, can turn those all the way down, I guess. And? Uh, Cougars. Very good week for them already, and it's only Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, they had a family day game against Portland uh, in the afternoon up at uh, CN Center. They beat Portland one nothing, but it wasn't easy. It no. took seven rounds of the shootout. And the only goal in the shootout was Zach Funk in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. Tyler Brennan. This surprised me a little bit. That was his first shutout of the season. Oh. He's played well all season. Yeah. It's just... But again, this might be one of the things. On last night, they played Portland again. Beat them 3-1. to one. Portland scored in the third period. Now, I've got a suspicion that maybe how Tyler's lost a couple of shutouts is goals in the third period. Right. But again, Portland, top team. They've already clinched a playoff spot in the U.S. division. So uh, Yeah, well, they're, they're second in the U.S. division. Yep. So they're on par uh, points-wise with Kamloops. Yes. But the U.S. division, we've determined, is uh, a little bit tougher than the B.C. division. Yes. So uh, I guess that 
shows that uh, cougars are perhaps for real. Yeah. Like you talked about his first shutout, uh, even though he's played well all season long, part of that is the cougars haven't really played that well all season no. long. It's just this last little bit oh. where it started to come together for them and they, yeah. they're starting to, to put together the, th- the wins. I think the only two losses they've had in the last couple of weeks since they went on that, what, four-game, five-game road trip, mm-hmm. were, they lost two to Kamloops. Yeah. And that was it. Those, yeah. That's the only team they've lost to. Yeah, and, and Kamloops, Kamloops is first place in the yes. division. So that's uh, that's the team they need to beat to, yeah. you know, to move forward if they want to get anywhere in the playoffs, I think. And Kamloops, of course, the Blazers now on the same sort of thing that the Cougars were last year, a little bit later in the season. They're on the road for a couple of weeks because the Scotties is being held in Kamloops yes. right now. The so. Scott Tournament of Hearts. Yes. Uh, so... Cougars, 56 points, as you said, second in the division, sixth in the West, one point behind Everett, and three behind Tri-City. Yeah. So they got a chance to move up there a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in Vancouver on Friday, and a note to people, that's a national telecast on TSN. Yeah. That's the game that, C- that TSN's picking up for their CHL broadcast. Mm-hmm. It should be a good one. And then they're in Victoria on Saturday. And this happens so often. They're in Vancouver on Friday. They host Vancouver next Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. So it's just it seems bizarre that they seem to always be playing the same teams three three times in four games. Yep. But uh, no, and I um, did the check this morning. CHL top ten ratings are out. Winnipeg back to being number one. Mm-hmm. Seattle number three. Kamloops number seven, Saskatoon honorable mention. Yeah, and they've got they've gone back to the system they used to have some years ago. It seems the QMJHL has four teams in the top ten. The OHL has the other three and two honorable mentions. It always used to be the split was always four from one league, three from each other, two leagues. Right, because they never play each other. So how can you really say this league is yeah. better than yeah. that league? Well, I think they just do winning percentage. Yeah, or whatever. Another couple of things I checked on today. Um, there are four teams that have yet to lose in double figures this season. And everybody's playing up into the mid-50s now mm-hmm. for games. Quebec only has seven losses this year. Winnipeg only has seven losses. Mm-hmm. Hamilton has eight. Seattle has nine. So two Western teams mm-hmm. that have got fewer, that aren't double digits yet. Then I went and I checked, okay, what's the worst team in each league? Acadie Bathurst in the QMJHL has 38 points. Niagara in the OHL has 30. Edmonton, 19. Ooh. Yeah, this is not a good season. No, not a good season for uh, the, the Oil Kings. Oil Kings at all. Yeah. Contrast that. Quebec is, if you just go strictly on points, Quebec is the best team in the CHL, 91 points. Hmm. But Winnipeg's 89, and Ottawa is 82, leading the OHL. So, top three teams, all up there. And then Edmonton's well, sort of in a class Seattle's, by themselves. Seattle's 88. Yes. So they're up there as well. Yes. Which is why those two teams are one and three. And I believe Quebec is the team that's in the middle at number two. Yeah. But uh, no. So going to be interesting to keep an eye on the Cougars as the mm-hmm. season winds down. I mean, they're in good shape. Yeah. But uh be interesting to see how much further they can go. The Spruce Kings. Yeah. They just cannot win on the road. They lost 2-1 in an, in an away game 
versus Salmon Arm in overtime. Yes. And it was a real away game because they were playing in Burns Lake as part of the BCHL road trip. Yeah. Then the next day, they were the home team, and they won 4-3. to three. So see, home ice advantage. Well, yeah, I was going to say, but they were still on the road, so yes. that blows your theory out of the water. I don't think so. I don't think so. My theories are always more than acceptable at any time. Hmm. Uh, they host Powell River on Friday, Penticton on Saturday, and I will mention again, the Saturday game is also, if you get a ticket for the Sirens Cup game, which starts at 4.30, that's yeah. the charity challenge between the RCMP and the firefighters, you get a ticket for that game, you get to see the Spruce Kings host the uh, top team in the BCHL, the uh, Penticton Vs. Yes, uh, and I believe the way they're doing this is they're just basically selling tickets to the Sirens Cup. Yes. If you don't show up for the Sirens Cup, say la vie, but yep. Yep. that's uh, that's how they're guaranteeing oh, that yeah. they don't have uh, too many tickets sold is yes. they're just selling for the one game. Uh, they have added to the uh, event on Saturday. Uh, the They've put together another shoot-to-win promotion ah. <clears throat> and a guaranteed $5,000 50-50 jackpot. Wow. Now the uh, the shoot to win is in conjunction with Hub City Volkswagen and Brown Ridge Insurance, mm-hmm. and the uh, the prize, if you're able to actually uh, be successful for the shoot to win, is a 2022 Volkswagen Tiguan. Wow! So now I should I should mention a lot of times what that is. It's a one year use of the vehicle. They don't okay. usually give the they don't usually give the vehicle away for something like this. They may be maybe because it's a twenty twenty two. Yeah, so it's a year old model yeah. now. Yeah, uh, the Spruce Kings third or uh, sorry fourth in the interior, but they have clinched a playoff spot now. Uh, they're two points behind West Kelowna, two ahead of Seminar, and four ahead of Wenatchee, and all four of those teams have played basically the same amount of games. Like, it's not one of those situations where one team has five games less than anybody else. Right. So you can sort of look at those and say, yeah, that's reasonable. So it'll be interesting, again, down the stretch, getting, uh, well, again, as I say, fourth is not a bad spot to be in because it means you host the first round. Because I believe the BCHL, I think, does play straight, one versus eight, two versus seven. Do they not? I think uh, in the first yeah, round. Yeah, in the yeah. in the di- different conferences. Yeah. Yes. So if you, you want to finish in the top four, because then you got you start at home and you got the extra home game if it comes down to it. And they've actually uh, it's a uh, first two of four home games coming up this weekend. Oh, okay. Because then they're hosting Vernon uh, the following uh, Friday, Saturday. Okay. I believe it is. Okay. So, okay, so they've got the week off between, but they don't go anywhere. They stay at home. Kind of yeah, nice. well, it's, nice. it's yeah. quite normal for yes. them just to have Friday-Saturday games. Yeah, and again, the uh, I just want to quickly mention the Cougars game next Tuesday against Vancouver, the first of the doubleheader, is their fourth straight Tuesday game at home in the month of February. Oh, yeah. Which is a little bit bizarre. Yeah, yeah and just to reiterate the uh, Spruceskins playing Friday-Saturday, uh this week, next week, they're at home. Following Friday, Saturday, they're on the road. Yeah. Following that, the Friday, Saturday, they're at home. <laughs> then the following Friday, Saturday, they're on the road. Jeez. So that's yeah. the the rest of their season is just uh, Friday, Saturday games right through yep. to the end. 
Okay. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, when we come back we're have, going to have some more on Post to Post on CFIS FM. If you're a student between the ages of 7 and 18 who needs a little help with homework, the Saturday Study Hall at the downtown branch of the Prince George Public Library may be just what you need. Every Saturday between 10.30 and 4.30, you can bring your schoolwork and get help from their tutor or your peers. It's a free drop-in event for students, but you are advised to check the website at pgpl.ca for which Saturdays the Study Hall will be in session. The Prince George Council of Seniors is pleased to announce they have found a new location to meet their growing needs. The Seniors Resource Center is moving to 1335th Avenue. The new location will be opening on February 27th. In the meantime, their offices are closed to accommodate the move. Programs like Meals on Wheels and Better at Home are not being affected. That's the Prince George Council of Seniors Resource Center, closed during their move to their new location on 5th Avenue, which will open on February 27th. All right, so just uh, looking at the Spruce Kings schedule going forward, uh, a couple of big matchups on the way. They host uh, Salmon Arm mm. March 17th and 18th, and they're in Cranbrook March 24th, 25th, the last okay. four games of their regular Oof. season. Uh, very important uh, yes. standing-wise for them. Yeah, if and the between holds, then, yep. then between uh, now and then, they also play Vernon a couple of times. And then, uh, well, actually three times, <clears throat> twice at home, mm-hmm. one on the road, and one in West Kelowna. That's what I was saying, because West Kelowna is the other team that they're really involved. They don't have any more games left against Miniatri, though, I believe, right? No. No. Okay. Because that's the other team that's right in that playoff mix, or that playoff spot mix, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, they have to... Uh, Make win everything from here make, on out. Make hay while the sun shines, as they say, yes. as uh, when they play uh, Vernon. Yeah, they, they can't be giving away wins there, oh, and, no. and those those games against Salmon Arm very important. Yeah, and the other thing that's kind of interesting about this weekend was you were saying a lot of their games are Friday Saturdays. Well, that's what they got this weekend, but it's two different opponents. Yeah, which is not normal. Usually, yeah, teams come up here for two games. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Powell River on Friday, Penticton on Saturday. Fairly, fairly standard when they're on the road, but yes. yeah, pretty yeah. rare for it to be uh, home games like that. Yeah, um, yeah. You wonder whether the uh, whether Powell River is making their northern tri- or no? I guess there's really no such thing as a northern swing in the BCHL, is there? Well, there for Powell River, it's it's a case of uh, getting into the interior. Yes. So I imagine they would have other games uh, against interior division teams over yes. this, uh, the course of this week. Yeah. But uh, uh, stick with hockey, I guess. But uh, let's talk the BC Elite Hockey League, which, mm-hmm. of course, is the uh, rep teams locally. The U18 Cougars uh, played Greater Vancouver Canadians twice and lost both games 3-1, 4-1, so close games. They are at the Okanagan Rockets this week, playing Saturday and Sunday. They are currently sixth in their league, so not doing as well as we're used to seeing the U18 Cougars do. The uh, U15 Cougars had this past weekend off. They're at the Thompson Blazers. They have 24 points so far this season. That's seventh in their league. Uh, The Northern Capitals, the U18 female team, they're off until March 4th and 5th, and that's their final two games of the regular season. Uh, they host the Vancouver Island Seals. They are currently 
in the worst possible spot. They're fourth in the league. Right. Which means in the first round, they play Fraser Valley. Fraser Valley currently 28 and 0 plus 130 in goal differential. Not good. No. And the U17 Cougars were at a showcase in Surrey this past weekend. They beat the Vancouver North Island Chiefs 4 to 3, beat the North Island Silver Tips 4-1, and then they lost to the Chiefs, which is a little bit unusual playing the same team twice at the showcase. Uh they lost 7 to 4. Now that is in theory, the end of the regular season for the U-17 league. But if you look at the standings, all the teams have 36 games played, except for the Caribou Cougars and the Thompson Blazers. They've only got 34 each. So obviously there was a series there that didn't get played for whatever reason. And so I don't know if they're going to make it up or not. I think the Cougars might be hoping they do, because A, the Blazers are not having a very good season. And B, right now, the Cougars are in fifth place in the league. If they win both the games, and I can say this with some authority because there's no way anybody else is going to get any points now, mm-hmm. they would actually jump into third place. Oh. And that could make, that could mean the difference between hosting uh, a first-round playoff matchup and being on the road for it. So we'll have to wait and find out what happens there. Yeah. But... Um, Another thing, I didn't have a chance to check all the way through the schedule because the BCEHL website is not bad, but it's difficult if you want to find sometimes specific piece of information. I was thinking, okay, I would like to find out where those games were supposed to be played. So, you know, is Prince George supposed to be hosting these games if they decide to make them up, or do they have to travel down to Tom to basically Kamloops? And I took a quick look and I couldn't find anything right off the bat and I said right. I don't feel like going through the entire season of games No, especially when there's been so many in all the different leagues that have been postponed or rescheduled and stuff like that so but uh, no so we'll have to find out what happens there I am guessing that the playoffs must not be starting this weekend I seem to recall we talked with Stu Lambert from the team the coach of the team a couple of weeks ago on the show and I think he said there was a weekend off before the playoffs were scheduled to start, probably for doing makeup games. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there, whether or not the uh, U-17 Caribou Cougars have those makeup games this weekend, and if so, where? Or what are they going to do? I mean, as I say, it can make quite a difference in the standings. So Yeah. So just to... Uh confirm the Powell River trip north? Yes. It's really a one-off. Wow. Uh, sort of. Oh. They they play here. On the Friday. On Friday. Yeah. Then Saturday, they're in Chilliwack. Oh. So they're not actually playing another interior conference. No. They're, they're playing another coastal, uh, <sighs> coastal division team uh, on their way back. That's so a, it's just uh, one big trip up to That's Prince a George. long haul. Well, yeah. From but, here to Chilliwack. Uh, and then they get to one game uh, on the way back home in yeah. Chilliwack. Jeez. So kind of a an odd little uh, yeah. jaunt for them. but A very long two-game road trip. Yeah, well, hopefully it uh, uh, proves to be a, a good thing for the Spruce Kings. Yes. Because if they're able to... Uh, come away with a big win there. That certainly helps their cause. Yeah, and gives them a little bit of momentum going into the game against Penticton on Saturday as well. Uh, Powell River, kind of near the bottom mm. of the Coastal Division. 
they're uh, on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they pretty much are guaranteed a playoff spot. They just haven't yes. clinched it yet. <laughs> no, because it's what eight of nine teams in each division make yeah, the playoffs. And they're so. uh, they're eleven points ahead of Cowich and Valley, who's mm. in last place. Yeah. So, uh, not a strong team, but. Again, you don't want to take no. them for granted. And that's the thing is, yeah, these are the teams you can't overlook. Yeah. Which is what's impressed me about the Cougars these last couple of weeks as well is they were playing teams that were below them in the standings, and they were beating them, yeah. and they weren't just sneaking by by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, they, they were, were the way they were supposed substantially to. substantially beating yeah. some of them. And, and they played Kamloops close, the two games that they yeah. lost to them. And, and now then, they turned around and beat Portland yeah, twice. Yeah, beat Portland twice. So, yeah, they've they've definitely... Uh, got some mental toughness, I'd oh, say, because yeah. that's that's the sign of a good junior hockey team when you don't take those teams lower in the standings no. for granted. No, and, and that's uh, that's what they're proving. And again, only giving up one goal in well, what would it be technically 125 minutes and seven rounds of shootout, only giving up one goal to Portland. And um, Portland is not one of the top-scoring teams. They're right around where Prince George is in terms of the number of goals they've scored this year. But still. Yeah, I'm wondering uh, if the coaches, et cetera, are looking at the team right now and thinking, yeah, where were these guys on our eastern road swing? Because <laughs> <laughs> they had a rough yeah. go on the road swing yeah. through uh, through Alberta. But uh, no, but this is a good time to be starting to pick it up. Yeah. And, I mean, you wouldn't even – you don't want to, but you probably wouldn't mind losing a couple of games between now and the end of the season just so you don't go finish the regular season on, like, a 20-game on beat streak and have everybody pointing at you and saying, that's the team we got to beat in yeah, the playoffs. The, yeah, they, you prefer to kind of sneak in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. don't look too dominant because no. then they uh, bring their A game. Oh, yeah. It's like if you're playing, well, BCHL. If you're playing Penticton in the first round of the playoffs – you're bringing your A game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because you're thinking, we want to be the guys who knock these guys out. Nobody's expecting to roll over Penticton at no. any point. So. No. Yeah. Okay, we will go for... Actually, uh, okay. I will t- I'll throw it to this one. Yeah. Uh, take another break and be back with more on Post to Post. Life Before the Pulp Mills from your Council of Seniors is a unique look at the early years of Prince George, the Goat Island Swimming Hall and Pier, the Old Army Hospital, and Making Do During World War II. It's a look back using the words of past Prince George residents, such as the Peckhams, Ollingers, Kirchkeys, and others. Our city in the 40s, 50s, and early 60s comes alive for just $20. Life Before the Pulp Mills, available from your Council of Seniors office at 7th and Victoria. Cellist Henry Shafford joins your Prince George Symphony Orchestra for a main stage concert Saturday, May 27th at Vanier Hall. Hired as the youngest principal cellist of a major North American orchestra by the Vancouver Symphony, Shafford's performance will feature the Lalo Cello Concerto. Tickets for this and other PGSO main stage concerts are available at the Symphony office and online through pgso.com. Guest cellist Henry Shafford and your Prince George Symphony Orchestra Saturday, May 27th at Vanier Hall. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly sunny, wind from the north at 20k, a high of minus 16, a wind chill to minus 25 with a risk of frostbite. Tonight clear, north winds continuing, a low of minus 27, a wind chill to minus 41 with frostbite in minutes. On Thursday, sunny, more north winds, a high of minus 15, an afternoon wind chill to minus 24 with a risk of frostbite. Okay. Okay. 
So now what are we going to chat about? Well, we can talk about some bad news, if you will. The UNBC basketball teams. Hey, seasons that's exactly are over. what I was bringing up here. Yes. <laughs> uh, good news, bad news. I mean... They both made the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs. Uh, the bad news, I think, really is is how they got into the playoffs. They kind of backed in. A little bit. They, uh, yeah, lost a few games well, that they the, maybe yeah, should have. The women, though, towards the end. started off so badly. Of course, they were playing a lot yeah, of top teams early, but then they came half. on. Yeah, Yeah, but the last few games... Uh, yeah, the women was it Winnipeg or Manitoba that they were playing? I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. whichever team it was, they gave up the only victory that team had yes. all season yeah. in the last two games, and, yes. and that kind of hurt where they ended up in the playoffs. Yes, because they had the to thing. play against a tougher team than, than yeah. they would have had they won both those games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, and the strange thing about the basketball university basketball is the play-in games because. Yes. What the way they do it you is they play, take it's neither they, the teams that are playing. Yeah, well, they take the two teams that are going that, that are doing the play in, and they go and they go to the, uh, the school the, the school of the team that they will play if they win. Yes. So nobody is a home team, no. even though there Which, would be yeah. a designated home team. Of course, what they do it for is it means that they can play the playing game on Friday. And, and then the next, the next game, game on Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah, yeah, no travel involved. No. So uh, the, where are we at here? This is The women the, lost to Fraser Valley 77-70 to 70 at the University of Alberta. Yes. Uh, Aline Shakarova, gee, where have I heard that name before? 17 points. Sarah Kuklison, 12 points. Laura Garmendia Garcia, 12 points. And Rebecca Landry had 11. And this was a close game. Uh, after the first quarter, UNBC was up 16-15. to 15. After the second quarter, they were down 38-31. to 31. After the third quarter, they were back up 53-51. I mean, they ended up losing by seven. So, yeah. pretty close game. Not quite so close. Now, hang on, oh, before okay. we get to that. Yeah. Uh, this might make them feel a little better because University of Fraser Valley, the very next day, lost to Alberta by a score of 73-54. Yes. So, uh, and that's the neat thing when you see the, the Saturday games the, oh. the home teams who got the buy in the play in the play in part of it uh, pretty much dominated. Yeah, one uh, three of the four. Saskatchewan, three of the four for the I, women. I think so. They won all four. Calgary mm. beat Winnipeg eighty four seventy four. Okay. Uh, Saskatchewan over UBC eighty one forty six. Ouch! Yeah. And Regina beat Trinity Western by a score of 80-72. to 72. Yeah, so their final four goes this weekend. Calgary at Regina on Friday. Alberta at Saskatchewan on Saturday. The final, the final is the following weekend, March 4th, at whichever is the higher seed of the teams that win this weekend. Right. And going in... So Saskatchewan would be the number one seed overall. Regina is number two. Alberta is number three. And as far as I can tell from looking at the standings, Calgary was number six, which is why I thought they may have pulled off an upset. Mm-hmm. But, uh, on the men's side... Uh, well, no. Oh, on the men's side, there was an upset. Yes. On the men's side, unfortunately, the upset was not in the play-in game. No. Uh, UNBC men lost to Regina 88-74 down in Victoria. Uh, Fareed Shitu, 21 points and 17 rebounds in the game. 
Micah Jesse at 15. Dylan Matthews, and I don't think, I, I don't think we've said that name before this season. It doesn't I ring a bell to me at all. Recall. Uh, he had 13, mm-hmm. and Yevgeny Balkan had 12. And he, of course, is the fellow who's a sort of an interesting one because when we look at their profiles on the UNBC website, they list their hometown and what high school they went to. Yeah. Yevgeny went to Dutchess Park. His hometown is Moscow. Yes. <laughs> so it just looks a little bit strange. Came over, came over early. Yes. Uh, so the men's final four, this well, looks oh, okay. So. Yeah, so Regina beating you, uh, yeah. UNBC, 88-74. They then lost to Victoria in Victoria, 88-70. The other home teams that won, Winnipeg uh, got by Brandon. Mm-hmm. There, there's a squeaker, yeah. uh, 87-84. So talk about your long road trips. Yes. <laughs> uh, Manitoba dropped Calgary, 75-72. So Oof. another close one. Yes. And then the upset, uh, UBC beat uh, University of Alberta, 76-65. So, so not just an upset, but yeah, they, a, a, they, a, a, you know, a reasonable point. win. Yeah. yeah, Double-digit victory there. So their final four... And these again involve some long road trips. Friday night, UBC at Victoria. Mm-hmm. Saturday, an even longer road trip. Yeah. Winnipeg at Manitoba. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, down. same thing. The two winners play for the championship the following weekend. Whichever team is the higher seed hosts it. Manitoba is number one. Victoria is number two. Winnipeg is number three. UBC is number five. And that uh, that puts us to uh, the big off season for university oh. sports in Prince George because yeah. now you got to wait for soccer, soccer to start up again. And uh, I guess they get player practice. signings and stuff like that. They get that player well. signings and yep. practice in during the spring. Yes, but really uh, nothing starts till August. So no, and okay. right now, of course, what the basketball team's doing, of course, is the coaching staff is going to be going down to the provincial championships to yeah. again, they already know most of the good high school players obviously yeah. but take another look maybe chat with them one more time see if you can influence them to come up to UNBC and then we'll start hearing about the uh, players making the visits up here mm-hmm. and I think the soccer teams have already been announcing I don't think they did anything this week or last week but I know they have already announced uh, in previous weeks, signings for next year already. Yeah, yeah, and, and you'll probably see more of that uh, yeah. in the next few weeks or yeah. next few months as yes. things warm up and they get to see some of those players on the pitch a little more and yeah. invite them up here for practice and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it'll be interesting. I think I don't. I don't know for sure. I didn't check. And again, it's so tough this right now because with COVID. Any player who was playing during that one season gets an extra year, yeah. If they want it, yeah. But of course, they could they could go somewhere else. Like if they earned their degree here, they could go to another school and do some postgraduate work there and play there. Yep. So I didn't spend too much time looking at the rosters for the two teams and trying to figure out okay who's not going to be back next year. I don't think either of them lose a lot of players, but of course, a lot of it depends on who the players are who you lose. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. That, oh, that was what I was thinking of when I was looking at the uh, women's stats. The one name that I was surprised not to see, Sveta Boykova. Oh, okay. Because she's usually got either points or rebounds or yeah. both. And she wasn't in double digits for points or rebounds. And I checked. She only hit two fouls, so it wasn't like she was in foul trouble. I don't right. know if she was maybe 
nursing a bit of an injury or what. But Who uh, knows? No. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think we will go to another break, and then we will come back for the final portion of uh, Post to Post on CFIS-FM. The Prince George Hospice Palliative Care Society has grief support services. Their family grief program supports grieving children, youth, and caregivers through three separate groups, children ages 6 to 12, youth ages 13 to 20, and parents and other adults who care for children. There's also a children's drop-in offered every Tuesday from 3 to 4.30 and one-on-one adult grief support available on the phone or in person. For more information, visit the Hospice Society's website at pghpcs.ca. This year's Canadian Institute of Forestry Master's Night will take place on the afternoon of Friday, March 31st at UNBC. The Institute is looking for three NRES graduate students to make a short presentation on their current research project. Students selected to make a presentation will receive a $100 honorarium. Presentation abstracts should be submitted to Allen at tccsolutions.ca. Submission deadline is March 10th. Successful presenters will be notified during the week of March 20th. Hmm. Okay, so uh, one reminder we should have for the Sirens Cup is uh, or suggestion yes is get your tickets in advance oh yeah uh they do believe this is going to be a total sellout so online uh sprucekings.bc.ca yeah or i think you can go to the ticket office well yeah Copa, that too, yeah but online uh, sprucekings.bc.ca yes. uh, and get your tickets uh, soon because yeah. they do expect it to be a complete sellout yeah and talking uh last week i guess it was I had somebody from the RCMP and somebody from uh, Fire in to talk about it. And they both signed, and maybe because this is the inaugural uh, Sirens Cup, they both seemed to figure it was going to be a the closest thing to a serious game you can expect. Given that you know, a lot of these guys don't play together that often. Some of them probably don't even play that much at all anymore. So, uh, but as I, as I was mentioning, I've seen games like this in the past in other communities and a lot of times there's some shenanigans that go on during the games as well no not shenanigans yes shenanigans hate when that happens i know the fire department of course has a bit of an advantage because they find it very easy to have buckets of water at the bench (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, one thing we should pass along is uh, i spark very Mm. busy with camps for uh Camps to determine Team BC mm. for this summer's uh, North American Indigenous oh, Games right. taking place, place in Halifax. So those are ongoing. A lot of them are already done. But if you want to find out for sure which sports still have their camps coming up, in case it's one that you or someone you know mm-hmm. would want to attend, you can go to ispark.ca. That's I-S-P-A-R-C. Ca. Yes. And they also have a, a number of devel- developmental camps as well on the way. So, uh, and as they get into spring, they'll probably have plenty of others mm-hmm. uh, throughout, well, they always do, throughout the summer for your summertime sports. Yeah. Now, thinking as, as well about this, uh, the Friday night with uh, the Cougars being on TSN National Broadcast, mm-hmm. the first I heard of it was earlier this week. And that surprised me a little because I would have figured TSN might have had, like, the full schedule drawn up so they wouldn't be racing 
to a city at the last minute. Yeah. But this almost sounds like it was maybe not last minute, but they may have looked at it and said, hey, the Cougars well, have got a pretty good team. Yeah, they may not have. Uh, they just might not have been promoting it yeah. that early. It depends yeah. on when they decide to put those promos in place because it's a it's a game a week isn't it with uh, i believe so yes. they have on yeah so depending on when last week's game was done they wouldn't want to be promoting this week's no too early too right? early no so but again yeah. i think they usually i don't know for sure but i believe that they also i don't know if it's a true cycle but i think they do try to have like a third of the game from the western third of the games from ontario third of the games from quebec mm-hmm but as I say, I don't know if they actually cycle through. Like, I don't know if there's two WHL games in a row at some point. I suspect Regina may have gotten a little bit more than their fair share of games this past season. Right. For a good reason. Okay. Uh, the last time I checked, I don't have them right in front of me, but the last time I checked the WHL scoring stats, Connor Bedard was leading in goals and assists. Which, of mm-hmm. course, makes it very easy for him to be leading in points. Yeah. And I think he's got, like, a 25-point lead on the next player. Yeah. And that's yeah. with him missing, that's what, about two crazy. weeks for the uh, World Juniors. Mm-hmm. Just, ah. Uh, but uh, one of the Cougars, uh, his name escapes me for the moment, is in third or fourth place in the scoring still. So, having a pretty good season. Uh, Tyler Brennan, obviously... Getting late enough in the season that even these two games, one nothing and three one wins for him, aren't going to make that much difference in his goals against average, right? Because he's far enough into the season, he's played enough games. Yeah, but uh, no, but uh, you know, so again, we are as you said, it's not just the um, UNBC. Mm-hmm. We are starting to get into that sort of in between sports season, anyways. Hockey is starting to wind yeah, down a little bit. it's getting close to that where, yeah. uh, you know, you're still a ways away from baseball starting yes, up, yes. in town here. Yeah. Uh, and your hockey's starting to wind down. So unless uh, unless the Cougars or Spruce Kings go deep into the playoffs, yes. there'll be a bit of a gap there as we wait yeah. for the for the grounds to dry out. Yeah. We should talk about the BC or the Canada Winter Games. Yes, mention them a little bit You earlier. mentioned at the yeah. beginning. Uh, one thing that I don't know if uh, people are aware, but uh, cbc.ca slash sports, mm. they have uh, web casting of a lot of the events okay. for the games. Okay, so they're not actually on CBC no. TV, no. But, but you can go online and, and catch a lot of the different yeah. events uh, through streaming audio, uh, video. Yeah. Remembering that it is, what, a four-hour time difference, I think. Cause yeah. He, yeah. Well, well, if you go to the website, yes. the, the times that it shows will be the, the Prince George time. Yeah. As long as you're logged in properly. Yes. They have different settings for different areas. But, yeah, uh, yeah. so it, it's not that hard to, if there's a, a local athlete you want to follow or, yeah. or someone that's related to you that's yeah. back there playing you can check it out online say, um team bc hockey the men's hockey uh they're finished the round robin portion so they're in the playoffs and as i was mentioning uh three prince george players on team bc yeah and uh so that might be something to keep an eye on mm-hmm. as the playoffs start um but yeah four four hours difference though and i checked i wanted to see the 2025 Canada Summer Games are also way back east somewhere. Can't remember exactly where, but I just want, I was trying to think, because I was thinking, I don't think I've heard where the 2025 Summer Games are. 
And I checked, they're back east somewhere as well. Oh, okay. So, but uh, no, so it's going to be, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of sports going on, and there is a lot of local sports. I'm just going to quickly check here. Uh, the unfortunate news is, well, if you're a hockey fan, is you've got the Cougars and the Spruce Kings both at home this weekend. Yeah. But none of the BCEHL teams, the uh, rep teams, the rep hockey teams are at home this weekend. Right. So, that, uh, so well, King, King Wine might be open for a while. Probably some practices going on, but no yeah. games probably. Yeah. Well, there's still plenty of... Uh Oh, yeah, the house league and stuff like that. Well, house yeah. leagues and, and different uh, developmental teams. Yes. Uh, I know the younger uh, players, the uh, 9, 10-year-olds, mm. often the best of that age will get on to what they call a develop, mm-hmm. developmental team. It's not a rep team. No. But a, a team where they can play with some of the other better players in that age group and develop skills that oh, yeah. they wouldn't otherwise when they're playing with guys that quite aren't quite no. of that caliber, right? No. So the other thing that might be happening this weekend over at the Kin Centers then is I wouldn't be surprised if there's a tournament on. Yeah. For minor hockey. Oh, because possibly. They, they, they seem to schedule them throughout the year all over the place. But again, because you've got none of the local teams in town, it means that to some extent, Kin 1, 2, and 3 might have a little bit more open ice than they normally would. Yes. So, might be a tournament going on. Maybe stop by and check it out. And I bet you there's awesome conditions on the ski hills and the cross-country trails. Yes. Just make sure you're bundled up. Yes. And do the same if you're going to head over to the outdoor ice oval. Yes. So I haven't now, heard anything, but I suspect it's probably up and running again because the conditions have been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that being said, it is warming up. Yes. Uh, Friday, a high of minus 14. Yeah. Not too bad. Saturday, high of minus 6. Sunday, high of minus 5. So heading into the weekend, those are the perfect temperatures oh, yeah. for outdoor uh, yes. sports in, in winter. Yeah, because you don't have to be wearing 14 layers of clothing. Yeah. Of course, there'll be snow to deal with as well. But. Yes, maybe not. So, well, if you're if you're on the ski slopes, that's what you want. Is you want snow? Well, the mm. cross country, it's better having snow yeah. as opposed to downhill. But and also, uh, if you get a chance this weekend, head out to Otway. Yeah, the uh, BC Biathlon Championships out there. Well, exactly. So yeah. okay, okay, that'll about do it for today's show. We will be back next Wednesday, one o'clock, for more post to post. This is CFIS 93.1 FM in Prince George, proudly supported by community groups like Theatre Northwest. For the current schedule and tickets, visit theaternorthwest.com.